Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. I invite us now to hear our second reading of scripture as it comes to us from the psalmist, Psalm 25, verses 1 to 5, which you can find uh, online on on the screen, uh, or you can, if you would like to, open up your pew Bible in the Old Testament section to page 502. Let us listen now to God's holy word. To you, O Lord, I lift my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. And teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Friends, we continue this Sunday in a series of sermons that uh, are focused using uh, this devotional, if you are following along, uh, by Walter Brueggemann, uh, titled Celebrating Abundance. And uh, for this Sunday, Brueggemann reflects on this passage from Psalm 25. In thinking about my own reflection for this psalm, I was reminded that it is, of course, the holiday season. And while uh, I give a lot of flack about Hallmark movies and my not-so-love for them, there are some holiday movies I really enjoy. One of them is breaking out, uh, well, I guess now since... We- None of us, or some of us maybe still have DVD players or VHS players, or uh, so maybe streaming. The the movie I really enjoy this Christmas is The Muppet Christmas Carol, based on Charles Dickens' novella A Christmas Carol. The Muppets' rendition uh, humorously and in a, in a new way tells the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, who learns about the meaning of Christmas. Through revealing the past, the future, things to come, the spectral visitors teach Scrooge the truth about what is and what is not essential to life. The things that we should hold on to and the things that we really should let go of. Starting off as a shrewd, as this sort of greedy businessman, Scrooge hearts becomes soft, it becomes empathetic becomes a heart that listens to the voices, the cries of those around him who are hurting. Scrooge learns the meaning of Christmas and ultimately changes the outcome of what could be if he kept on the same course of action. We find ourselves in a similar position this Advent season, As in his devotional, Brueggemann writes, we live in that awkward place amid those who know too much and those who expect nothing. 
We are people who know the what of Advent, the what of Christmas, but we are also people who aren't sure of the when, the when it is going to happen. We'll find that if we aren't paying close attention, we too will lose sight of what we are supposed to be looking for this Advent and Christmas season. And while it may not seem fun, we might need that reminder from mentors, those who have come before us, not the spooky mentors uh, who Ebenezer relied on, to remind us of the what and when of the Christ child. The what and the when of the Christ child, which will show us, will, will reveal to us the joy of life. The joy of life that is to be found in this world if we take that time to look. The psalmist gives us a little bit of insight into the what we are waiting for, what we are preparing for during this time of Advent. We hear the psalmist say, teach me your past. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. What's funny is that as the psalmist writes about pleading to God to teach the psalmist the way of truth, of salvation, we look forward to what is coming ahead of us as we await the Christ child. The Christ child who will one day teach his disciples another part of the what we are waiting for, preparing for this Advent season when he taught them to pray the Lord's Prayer. And he said, may God's kingdom come. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will, God's kingdom is what is at the heart of what we are waiting for, what we are preparing for, what we are readying ourselves to embrace as we navigate this in-between time of now, but not yet. The what of what we are waiting for, of what we are preparing for this Advent season runs the risk of being lost in many ways. As we find ourselves starting this new church here, not just trying to wrestle with everything that's going on in our lives, but that we are wrestling with everything else that people say Christmas should be about, about what this time should be about, getting those really good last-minute Christmas deals, trying to stuff stockings so full that they break at the seams, indulging in what this world has to offer. But it is not in the glitz or the glamour or the fame for ourselves where we find the meaning we are looking for. It, But it is in God's will, in God's kingdom, for which we wait and prepare. I have to believe that a part of this, a part of us, knows this, knows this about the what we are waiting for, preparing for. Because why else 
would we be here? Why else would we be here if we did not believe that there is more to life than material gains, the accumulation of prestige, about everything else that the world says we need to be successful? Because I think part of us understands, part part of us knows, that even if we had everything we could ever want, it, it wouldn't erase all our troubles. It wouldn't erase everything that we find destructive in life. It wouldn't erase everything that is destructive among you and me, amongst one another, with us in creation. It wouldn't erase the power of greed or hate or selfishness or fear. So I think, I believe... We know this. It's why our hearts yearn to dive deeper into this what we are waiting for, preparing for in the season of Advent. This point, this moment that we are yearning for where God's generous joy and mercy breaks into our midst. Where God's generous joy and mercy breaks into our midst to wipe away our tears and to empower us, to empower us through our prayers, our praying, so that we may be lifted up. And in our own revival, in our own revitalization, we too then might lift up those who are weary-hearted and downtrodden. That too is a part of what the psalmist is trying to get at for us this Advent season as we wait and as we prepare. That at the heart of all of this, at the heart of all of this, is prayer. That at the heart of this is our ability to worship. And that It is through those prayerful conversations with God, whether those formal prayers or prayers we might say here in church on Sunday or those nighttime conversations as we lay awake in bed at night talking to God, it is in those moments when we pray, we open ourselves to receiving the what of Advent this year. Perhaps if this is not a spiritual practice you have embarked on or engaged in recently, perhaps you might want to give it a shot this Advent season. But as we catch a glimpse of the what of Christmas, of Advent, the what of the Christ child, we also need to talk about the when. Now, for anyone who's had a meeting with me or anyone who's tried to plan something with me, you know about my obsession with time. If there's an upcoming appointment, I plan to arrive 20 to 30 minutes early, and I blame that on my sister who made us punctually late for everything. (laughs) She's not here to defend herself on that one, so we'll just say I'm right on that. 
But ironically, when it comes to the mundane or tasks I don't want to do, you better believe I am not time obsessed. I just keep putting them off, justifying my procrastination until it gets to the point where it's so late in the day, I say, well, there's tomorrow. I know I'm not the only one who does this. And I mention it to highlight our strange relationship with time, especially regarding the arrival of God's kingdom. We do not know the when, But we find that even though we don't know when it is coming, there are those who rush with unbridled zeal, thinking that tomorrow could be the day. And there are others who procrastinate or are apathetic because tomorrow is just as good as time as today when it comes to trying to work on the kingdom of God. It's that balance of the now but not yet And the psalmist even talks about this in our reading for today when they say, for you I wait all day long. It highlights the importance of honing the spiritual practice that enables us to run the long race. Discipleship, our journey with God, is not this short sprint that we get it over with, we expel all our energy, we leave it all out on the field, and then it's over. It's more of that marathon, that long journey we have with God. It's not one moment, for we do not know the time or the place. We don't know the when. Which is why it is so important for us to cultivate spiritual practices, to cultivate a spirit within ourselves that can run the long race. And this all depends on our ability to trust in God, to trust in the Lord. As the psalmist reminds us, trust in the Lord who will keep us safe from our enemies. Trust in the Lord who will guard us against shame. Now, but not yet. That is the balancing act we maintain as followers of God who commit ourselves to the Advent journey. So we can talk about the what and the when of the Christ child of Advent and Christmas. We should know, though, that this journey does not and once December 25th comes around. It's a journey that'll take us into next year and beyond. It touches a part of our lives that reveals that this is an ongoing process, an ongoing process with the Christ child as we open our own hearts, as we open up our own lives to joy, to hope, to peace, to love, that we are reminded of this season. When it comes to joy, we are reminded that it touches us in different ways. It touches us in different ways, but it also opens itself up to us in new ways. When we are bold, when we are open 
to diving deep in prayer and worship that builds on the shore foundation. The what and when this season that we are waiting for speaks to a joy that we find in having an ongoing traveling companion in this life. In God, who is there walking alongside us each and every step of the way, even when we feel as though God is not there. And that's a joy. As you reflect on your own journeys this year, what joys come out to you, speak to you? What are the points this season in which you might celebrate the abundance of joy perhaps you were not even aware of this year? Take some time if you haven't thought about it. Journal, create something, do a new activity. That helps you spend some time reflecting on this ongoing conversation with God. For at the core of this what and when we find that this joy will take different shapes, it'll take different forms. And for some of us, that may speak similar, uh, there may be some similarities, but it's certainly not the same. The why, the question of why this Advent season is to help us uncover these joys in this life that we uncover when we lean hard into the promises of God, when we are able to lean hard and trust in our God, who draws us close to the source of all joy. As we embark, as we continue to carry on this path, it's vital for us to keep spreading, to keep discovering this joy within ourselves. So that as we speak to one another, as we engage with one another, they might see within us the spark of God's love. The spark of God's love for us, for our neighbors, and for creation. A holy joy lies underneath the surface of our waiting and our wandering. And that is where God bursts into the picture, whether we know it or not. For as the psalmist also said, joy cometh in the morning. And let me tell you, joy does come in the morning. For those of us who wander in this in-between time of now but not yet, of trying to figure out the what and the when of Christmas, God burst in, in the midst of all this, to bring joy. The joy of the Christ child that sparks that same spirit within us. Joy arrives. What is it we are waiting for this Advent season? Is it joy? And if so, can we work on making that joy manifest right now with God's help? And we do... I think part of us, we do so every time we feed our souls through prayer, through worship, through outreach, and through the fellowship we have with one another. 
When it comes to the when, if we think that we can just wait for Christ's return, I think we've gotten things mixed up. So this Advent season, let us not take today for granted. Likewise, let us not take our yesterdays and tomorrows for granted, as we do not know the time or the place when Christ will return. Let the joy of this Advent season make its way into your hearts. Pray deeply, love deeply, serve deeply, so that the spirit of Advent Christmas may be with you throughout all your days, so that it may bring joy that springs forth. Do not let go of the joy you have found this Advent season. Do not let go of the joy we find in our God that sustains us and helps us to prepare as we wait with anticipation for the things that are to come. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.